Welcome back to the final episode of Two Sisters in a TV for 2022. The classic TV podcast where we celebrate and remember all things and everything classic TV. Thank you for joining us today on this New Year's Eve and for having been with us throughout all of 2022. This podcast, before we get started today, is officially one year old. We had our first episode in late December of 2021, and this podcast has really done a lot of growing and thriving since that time. I remember the initial um, title of it was going to be Kelly's Corner, but that just sounded kind of corny to me, kind of tacky. So I figured that I would do something that would include both my sister and myself in the title. And thus, Two Sisters in a TV was born. I listened at uh, the very first episode, a bit of it, not too long ago. Uh, not that bad, but not that great either. I'm proud to say that this podcast has come a long, long ways within the past year. And we look forward to seeing where it's going to go in the next year to come where it will be when it's New Year's Eve 2023 and we're preparing to head into 2024. But again, thank you for your support and for being there throughout these past several months, this past year, and thank you for your support in the days to come. Today, we're going to take a look back and remember those celebrities who passed away this year. Of course, last night we found out that the legendary Barbara Walters passed away at the age of 93 at her home, surrounded by family and loved ones. Barbara Walters, definitely a trailblazer, shattered a mini glass ceiling within the field of journalism. She honestly is one of the reasons why I was encouraged to start this podcast because she went through a lot of opposition, particularly when she started over on ABC in 1976, because she left NBC after 13 years or so. She'd been with NBC, no, for 15 years. And she left in 1976 after they made her a really huge offer to be the first female co-anchor of a nightly news broadcast. They were offering her a one million dollar contract one million dollars a year which was unheard of at the time and it was an offer that she just could not turn down and most people wouldn't be able to turn down an offer of that magnitude so she left nbc and the today show where she became the first female co-host of that show another glass ceiling that she shattered and went over to abc to co-anchor their nightly news broadcast with harry reasoner which did not go over very well at all. The ratings were not very good. In the beginning, there was some interest because people wanted to see what it was going to be like, but then the ratings continued to decline all the more as time went on. Harry Reasoner, a very good journalist, but he did not want to share the glory of doing the nightly news. And he definitely did not want to share that glory with a woman. Harry, not the nicest to Barbara at all. And a lot of the men who worked at NBC, ABC rather, were not very nice to Barbara. She had some very difficult days in her early years at ABC. It's all in her autobiography. 
but she stuck with it and she hung in there. Of course, she became the legend that we are talking about and that we know and remember finally today. I remember loving her celebrity specials. Those were so much fun to watch. They were must-see TV. I remember seeing my very first one at five years old in 1976. Those were the thing that really kept Barbara on top over at ABC and that propelled her to even greater stardom. Of course, she went on to do 2020 for many years, and then she created The View. But in addition to remembering Barbara and all of her accomplishments and all that she did and has meant to so many people throughout the years, we want to take the time to look at the celebrities, other entertainers who passed on this year. We've done several episodes about celebrities who passed away. We've done episodes on Olivia Newton-John, Tony Dow, Angela Lansbury, Sidney Poitier, Bob Saget, Nichelle Nichols. But there have been others that we have not mentioned on this podcast, and we want to take the time to do that on today. One of those celebrities who passed away recently was Robert Clary. Robert Clary was the last original cast member of Hogan's Heroes. Of course, he played Corporal Louis LeBeau, and he was with the show for the entire six seasons. After the show ended in 1971, he entered the soap opera world, joining the cast of The Young and the Restless in 1973 from the very first episode. And he also was on Days of Our Lives for a very long time. He, of course, wrote his autobiography, and he was also a singer, very talented man. From what I understand, also a very nice guy. And then we have Mickey Gilly. Now, if you've seen the movie Urban Cowboy, starring John Travolta and Deborah Winger, and you remember Gillies, well, Gillies really did exist. Gillies existed right outside of Houston, was a huge success, but before Gillies ever came into being, Mickey Gilly was a very popular country singer, and he was very successful and definitely became a legend in his own right. Gillies, of course, took him to even further levels of stardom. And I always wanted to go to Gillies. Never made it, unfortunately, but always wanted to go there. We did. We visited Las Vegas several years ago. This was about six years ago. There is a replica to Gillies out there. And we got to go and check that out. And that was a lot of fun. So glad we got to check out the Gillies in Las Vegas since we missed the Gillies in Texas. All three passed away were Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley, of course, had been acting for a while. She had her beginning on game shows like Password and Match Game. But when she joined the cast of Cheers in 1987, replacing Shelley Long, that's when she hit superstardom. She won an Emmy Award, at least one, maybe two, for a portrayal of Rebecca on that show. I first remember seeing her in the movie Summer School with Mark Harmon, also released in 1987. Kirstie very outspoken, very authentic to who she was as a person and as a woman. She was a wonderful actress and she was also just very real. You know, she was just a a person who was just Kirsty. I remember when, when my cousins sent me an email because we were emailing back and forth during that time. This was probably around 2004 or so. And, uh, you know, they were on Twitter. Uh, my cousin was following Kirstie Alley, and she replied to a tweet that Kirstie had posted, and Kirstie Alley responded to my cousin. 
My cousin was over the moon, absolutely elated. But that's the kind of person that she was. She was very personable, not full of herself, very down to earth, and just as equally talented. Also, we uh, have to remember Christine McVie of the mega successful group Fleetwood Mac. Now, I've been a fan of Fleetwood Mac since the 80s. I missed them in the 70s when they released Rumors, which was a mega, mega successful album, which was released in 1977. And, uh, you know, definitely among their best work, if not their very best work. But I discovered them in their early 80s when they released Mirage, which included my favorite Fleetwood Mac song of all time, Hold Me, which was released in 1982 as was the album itself. We've seen Fleetwood Mac twice. The first time we saw them, Christine had retired and she was not with them. The second time she had returned, really uh, at the urging of her very close friend and fellow bandmate, Stevie Nicks. So she was back and she was absolutely wonderful. It was a thrill and an honor to see all five members of Fleetwood Mac in concert. That's a moment, a memory, an experience that we will always treasure. Of course, speaking of music, we have to remember Coolio. Coolio hit it big in the mid-90s, 1995, I believe it was, with his mega, mega hit, which hit big all around the globe, not just in the United States, but all around the world, Gangster's Paradise. That video alone, which included Michelle Pfeiffer, unforgettable. And it is one of the biggest rap songs in the history of not only music, but of the genre itself. Speaking of rap, we also lost Takeoff, who was a member of the rap group Migos. Now it's funny because I had heard of the group Migos, but I didn't know the names of any of their songs until I went doing some research and I clicked on a video on YouTube and I began listening to their music and I remembered several of their songs. I just never knew the name of their songs, which is kind of, well, that's typical me to know a song, but don't know who sings it, don't know the name of it. And then I find out who sang it, the name of it years and years later. Well, that's what happened with me and Migos. But uh, very talented. um, And and these guys, again, very, very gifted. And, uh, you know, their music, very, you know, entertaining and fun to listen to. They definitely made their mark within music and, of course, within the hip-hop genre. Also, we have Peter Robbins. I just found out that Peter Robbins passed away a few nights ago doing research for this episode. Peter Robbins was the voice of Charlie Brown in the 1965 Charlie Brown Christmas special. He also was the voice of Charlie Brown in the 1966 episode or special about the Great Pumpkin. Peter Robbins went on to continue to be in TV and film work. He basically retired from show business at a very early age, but he always will be Charlie Brown, the voice of Charlie Brown. I think he also did the voice of Charlie Brown in the um, movie. There was another Charlie Brown movie that he did the voice of Charlie Brown, and I can't think of the name of it. Unfortunately, I should have jotted it down. But to me personally, and to many others, he will always be the voice of Charlie Brown. Also, having passed away, David Burney. 
David Burney, of course, the ex-husband of Meredith Baxter Burney. They were in the TV show Bridget Loves Bernie, uh, I think that was the name of that show, Bridget Loves Bernie. It was on in 1972, made its debut over on CBS. A top five show, ended after only one season due to so much controversy. So many complaints about a Jewish man marrying a Catholic girl to where the network just couldn't handle the pressure, and so they pulled the plug on the show. But the two married in real life. They were married for many, many years. And, of course, David Burney was in St. Elsewhere and also in other episodic television. He appeared on an episode of Family with his wife, Meredith. And he also was in the Suzanne Summers um, movie about her life called Keeping Secrets. He portrayed her husband, Alan Hamill. Very good actor. Also, Naomi Judd passed away this year. She was a part of the Judds, of course, the mother of Ashley Judd and Winona Judd. Hit it really big in the 80s and the 90s with she and Winona. Made a lot of really amazing music together. We also have to remember Ronnie Spector. Ronnie Spector, of course, was a fabulous singer in the Ronettes. Uh, their biggest hit was probably Be My Baby, which was released in late 1963. Also, having passed away, John Aniston. Not only was he the father of Jennifer Aniston, but he was a fixture in daytime television for many, many years. I remember him very, very well over on Search for Tomorrow. I never watched Days of Our Lives. My sister watched that show for a while back in the 90s, and I would see him on there. He was Victor. But I first remember him as, um, well, I can't think of his name, um, but he was on um, Search for Tomorrow for many, many years. And that's where I first remember seeing him. He was so, I always thought he was so classy and so handsome and so debonair and suave. And uh, he was the same way over on Days of Our Lives from what I understand. Again, I don't know the character of Victor very well. But I know my sister was a fan of him on Days of Our Lives, and a lot of people definitely were fans of the character of Victor. But he definitely made his mark in daytime television, a mark that will most definitely not be forgotten. Also, having passed away, we have to remember Twitch. Twitch was a fixture on Ellen DeGeneres' talk show, Ellen. I haven't really watched her talk show very much down through the years uh, just very sporadically it always seems to come on at a time that's inconvenient for me usually I'm at work and I've never thought about taping it or anything like that but Twitch of course was a legend over on that show he was a big part of it and he was a fixture a big huge part of the show and brought so much joy and laughter and happiness and he was just someone who definitely was most unforgettable also Irene Cara passed away this year Irene Cara not only was she a marvelous singer and songwriter she won Oscars and Grammys for her work but she also was a really good actress. She portrayed Medgar Evers' wife, Merle, in the Medgar Evers story, which, released, was, which was released in 1983. She was also in Roots, The Next Generations. She portrayed Alex Haley's mother. 
She was also in the Guyana tragedy, the story of Jim Jones. She uh, was in that movie, which was on um, CBS back in 1980. So she was a great actress. Of course, she was in the movie Fame, also released in 1980. Very, very talented, very, very lovely lady. Someone who my sister became pretty close to on social media. They talked often over on Twitter. And um, she was just as sweet as she was beautiful. Also, Loretta Lynn, wonderful actress. Oh, well, not actress. I was thinking about Sissy Spacek, the wonderful actress who portrayed her in the film, Coal Miner's Daughter. She won an Oscar for her portrayal of Loretta Lynn in 1980. I have yet to see that movie, believe it or not. I remember when it came out, it made a big, big deal. Uh, a lot of publicity behind that movie, but I remember Loretta Lynn's music. Wonderful singer, really helped to just put country music on the map even more than what it already was. She made a very huge name for herself. But I remember Loretta Lynn more than anything by her uh, appearance on an episode of The Dukes of Hazard in 1979 in its second season. Loretta Lynn was about to be kidnapped. And, um, of course, the Duke boy stepped in to foil the kidnapping plan, and they successfully stepped into that. I don't think that she was kidnapped. I haven't seen the episode in a long time. I don't think that she was kidnapped, or if she was kidnapped, she was not harmed. But it was a great episode. I can't remember the details, obviously, but I remember it was a very good episode. And of course, she sang in the episode, and it was it was a delight to see her in an episode of The Dukes of Hazard. And that was when I really discovered and fell in love with Loretta Lynn and with her amazing voice and her music. Also, Bernard Shaw passed away this year. He, of course, was a anchor man over on CNN one of the first African-American anchor men in the country. Before that, he also was a reporter, worked for both ABC and CBS. I always loved his demeanor and his voice. He was always so reassuring and so calm and so intelligent. And he definitely was one of my all-time favorite news anchors. Also having passed away, Bob McGrath, who portrayed Bob, who's Bob over on Sesame Street. Bob was just warm and friendly and and just so nice and so kind and he's a really good singer he sang professionally before his sesame street days began and he was just that person that you always just really look forward to seeing on tv and at one point when i was five and six years old i had a pretty big crush on bob also being passed away this year was Luis. I cannot remember his real name, unfortunately. I jotted it down, but I don't know what happened to the, that that particular uh, those particular notes. But uh, we did lose Bob and Luis. Sesame Street was a huge part of our childhood growing up, and we both grew up with both Bob and Luis, and so their passings hit home pretty hard because. They were just a couple of really nice guys. Luis, really nice guy. He, of course, later married Maria. And, um, you know, they were just fixtures in our home. Watching them every single day. I watched Sesame Street when I was a kid seven days a week. Like two, three times a day. I was a big Sesame Street addict. 
So I grew up with Bob and Luis and I adored them both. And they were a huge part of my childhood as well as my sister's. And uh, Sesame Street definitely suffered a huge loss when they both passed away. Also, Mary Alice passed away. Mary Alice was a wonderful actress. She portrayed uh, Fred Sanford's sister in Sanford and Son in a couple of episodes. She was in the movie Sparkle along with Irene Cara. And she was Lenny Bostick in the first two seasons of A Different World. Wonderful actress. Very, very good in, in whatever she did. Whatever she did, whatever role that she portrayed, she made her own. And she was always so comforting and delightful to watch on camera, to see on screen. Also, James Caan passed away. James Caan, not only was he in the Godfather movies, but he was in Brian's Song, which was a very hugely successful TV movie, one of the biggest of all time when it was released on ABC in the fall of 1971. He portrayed Brian Piccolo, the football player who died of cancer at the tender age of 26. I saw that movie again uh, a few months ago, and uh, that's a movie that never gets old. I always enjoy watching it, and his portrayal was absolutely marvelous. Also, we have to remember Bobby Rydell. Bobby Rydell, very popular singer, made lots of appearances on American Bandstand, The Ed Sullivan Show, his cover of Dean Martin's Valare Alone, which that was the song that introduced me to him because, you know, we had the album. And I became a fan of his, you know, pretty quickly after having heard his version, which was just extra, you know, jazzy and, you know, upbeat and uh, still to this day, a lot of fun to listen to. Also, we remember um, Sonia Eddy, who portrayed Epiphany over in General Hospital. She became the new head nurse. She stepped down after um, Audrey... um, Hardy was the original head nurse. Well, of course, you had Jesse Brewer. Of course, that was, you know, some years ago. And then you had Audrey Hardy, wife of Steve Hardy. Well, after Audrey stepped down, Epiphany was the new head nurse at General Hospital. Now, I haven't watched General Hospital in many, many years. I mentioned this over on the All My Children episode. But from what I understand, Epiphany was amazing. She really left her mark on General Hospital. She left a uh, mark at the nurses' stand, at the, uh, at the nurses' station, rather. I'm thinking of host stand for some reason. I'm sorry about that. Nurses' station. She left her mark there, and she also left a huge imprint on the hearts of many General Hospital fans, as well as the cast and producers and writers and crew of the show itself. Also, Larry Storch passed away. Larry Storch, very, very funny man. He, of course, was best known for his uh, role over on F Troop, which ran from 1965 to 1967 over on ABC. Sally Kellerman, the original Hot Lips, also passed away this year. Very good actress. She was, of course, in the film MASH, which was released in 1970. Also, um, Stuart Margolin passed away. He was best known for being a part of the Rockford Files. He also had a recurring role on Rhoda. He was uh, one of Rhoda's friend's husband. I can't remember um, the name of Rhoda's friend, but he was her husband. He was a psychiatrist, and he was in several episodes of that show. 
also having passed away this year, Jim Hartz, who was a fixture, one of the anchors on the Today Show in the 70s. Also, Nehemiah Persoff, brilliant actor, procured on everything from the Twilight Zone to Charlie's Angels. Also, Estelle Harris, who was a part of the Seinfeld show, as was Liz Sheridan, also a part of Seinfeld and a very close personal friend of Elizabeth Montgomery. Also, Gilbert Gottfried passed away this year, as did Gallagher and Peter Bogdanovich, marvelous director. Also, Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis, known as the killer, no one could play a piano like quite like he did. Uh, you know, he definitely was uh, trapped in a lot of controversy back in the late 50s for marrying his own 13-year-old cousin. But that did not stop him from still having a career. He left the rock and roll genre and entered country and thrived within the country genre and continued to be very successful for the rest of his career and for the rest of his life. Also, Lamont Dozier passed away. Huge presence within Motown. Lamont Dozier, Holland, Dozier, Holland, wrote and um, released, they wrote lots of material for the Supremes in particular, as well as the Four Tops. They wrote a song for the Temptations. They definitely were a Motown fixture. Motown, of course, I'm a big Motown fan. We both are. Couldn't imagine Motown without Holland, Dozier, Holland. Also, uh, Ray, I'm probably mispronouncing his last name, unfortunately, Lyota or Lyota passed away this year. Really great actor. There was a Rat Pack movie that was done, oh, somewhere in probably the early 2000s. He portrayed Frank Sinatra, and I thought that he did a really good job. Uh, a lot of people, you know, kind of critical, but hey, Frank Sinatra's not very easy to emulate on screen, but I think that he did a really good job myself. He was really good in that role. Also having passed away this year, trying to take a look. I know I'm forgetting someone. There is someone's name I am forgetting. I don't want to forget anybody. Um, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth, absolutely. Queen Elizabeth was on the throne. She was, uh, you know, first queen, became queen in 1953. She's married for many, many years to Prince Philip. And, uh, you know, she definitely was a um, remarkable woman. She touched the lives and hearts of many, not only, you know, on the throne, but around the world. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that that is going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, I'm sure there's probably someone that, unfortunately, we forgot to mention. Oh, Louis Anderson. That's who it was. Louis Anderson passed away as well. Wonderful comedian. He was a host of Family Feud for a while. Um, I really wasn't watching the show during his tenure as host. But, hey, you know, Family Feud, great game show. Always has been a lot of fun to watch. Very entertaining. And uh, he definitely had his own sense of style and his own unique hosting skill. And I've always admired that. He definitely didn't try to follow in the footsteps of any other host who came along before him. He was his own person and he definitely, you know, did a very unforgettable, memorable job. And now that will wrap up the episode as we 
remembered those who passed away in 2022 and uh, so thankful for all of the entertainment that they have brought to us down through the years that they brought to us in their lifetimes. And of course, that will always continue because the work that they left behind is not going anywhere. They all left huge, enormous bodies of work. And uh, we will be able to fortunately be able to continue to enjoy that work from now on. Again, thank you for joining us for Two Sisters and a TV today, our final episode of 2022, and also our first anniversary. So again, thank you for sticking with us, and thank you for being with us as we head into 2023, which is in less than 24 hours away at this point. We'll have a brand new episode next week. Not sure what it's going to be about. We have a lot of ideas floating around. And uh, it is also in the works to get the other sister's voice on this podcast for the very first time. That is something that we're planning also for 2023. Now, she's been doing all the work behind the scenes and you've been only hearing my voice. But we're going to switch roles. Can't tell you exactly when. But it will definitely be in the new year. We're going to switch roles, switch it up a bit, and you'll get to hear her voice as well as hearing mine. And then somewhere down the road, you'll get to hear both of our voices simultaneously. That is something else that we're really looking forward to doing. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and rating and reviewing. Thank you for checking out the YouTube channel, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our TikTok page. Thank you so much for just your time, for listening to this podcast, for every episode that we bring to you, for giving it your time and your attention. Because life is busy. Life can be complicated. Life can be complex. And for you all to take time out of yours to join us and to hear what we have to say means more than words can say. So happy new year to you all. Happy 2023. And we look forward to us all being together as we continue on into yet another year. So for two sisters at a TV, the classic TV podcast, where we will continue to remember and celebrate all things, everything classic TV. Thank you for joining us today. And until the next episode and until the next year, we'll see you all then. <laughs>